Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 14, and today is actually not going to be a kitchen episode. Today is going to be all about a thousand hours outside, which is a challenge that I'm sure you've heard of. It is about logging 1,000 hours a year outside for you and your kids, and this started... um, It's been a movement that's been around for a while, but basically the average American kid spends 1200 hours in front of their screen. And I'm sure it's almost double that with COVID and virtual learning and how everything's been going. But anyway, it's a really cool challenge. And I decided, even though my kids are really young at one and two, and they're not a threat for clocking in that many screen time hours, it's still like never too early Uh, just start exposing them to outside. Um, I'm a really strong advocate to exposing kids to nature and allowing them to have outdoor free play, like really at any age. And the thousand hours outside, it breaks down to roughly 2.7 hours per day, which yes, definitely sounds like a lot. Um, But I wanted to talk about our daily flow and how we incorporate outdoor hours into that, even in the intense heat of the summer. Um, And I purposely avoid using the word routine or schedule because every day is a little different for us and it's impossible to structure our day around naps and meals set at specific times. Not to say that that time blocking doesn't work wonders for some families. It's just that flow is the word that fits our family a bit better. And I believe I mentioned a few episodes back that our daughter is no longer in preschool and we made that decision to pull her out. Um, You know, there were a few uh, contributing factors that went into play here and it was a decision that neither my husband or I made lightly and it totally flipped our world upside down, but actually in a really unexpected way. Uh, My husband and I discussed and implemented a few daily changes and rules, uh, made a couple of purchases, and it's actually been really miraculous to watch our toddler go from like a million horrendous, nasty tantrums a day to essentially zero. And when they do occur, they are just shockingly brief. Um, it's it's impossible to pinpoint exactly which of our changes worked. Uh, perhaps it's a combination of everything. Uh, we were just in a really, really bad place a few weeks ago. So for me to report this is like absolutely nothing short of a miracle. So anyway, I thought it might be fun to give you a peek into our daily flow this summer uh, and how we are embarking upon our 1,000 hours outside challenge. Um, so yeah, this is this is what our summer days look like for our family. So I set my alarm every weekday morning for 6 a.m. And I usually snooze for a bit, but more often than not, I'm up before 7, which is around the time the baby wakes up. And the goal is to get up and get ready before the baby, because if not, like the whole morning gets a wrench thrown into it. Um, So when I finally do crawl out of bed, you know, maybe at 6.15 or 6.20, I head into my studio and I like to do a 10-minute quick yoga session, make sure I drink a full bottle of water, and depending on how I'm feeling, I might add another 20 minute bar workout too. I check emails, make myself a coffee, make a bottle for the baby. And at 14 months, he's primarily drinking whole milk uh, and oat milk at this point. And most importantly, I like to get my skincare routine finished, apply 
brow powder and mascara, maybe a touch of concealer or blush, depending on how tired I look and then get dressed. Uh, our toddler is in a toddler bed and can also open doors, which is terrifying. So when she wakes up, she'll usually come downstairs on her own. Um, occasionally she'll sneak into the baby's room and read to him, which is so cute. Um, but once the baby is up, I, I go, I change him, give him his bottle. And then we all head into the kitchen after reading a few books. And my husband is still working from home, which we all love. So depending on his work schedule, he may or may not have the availability to help out with breakfast, the cleanup, and all the things that are involved with that to get the kids ready. We aim for eggs and pancakes. Sometimes it's yogurt or cereal or peanut butter and toast with fruit. Um, we usually let our toddler decide. Lately, she's like in a huge pancake phase. So it's been a lot of pancakes lately. Um, so while the kids are eating, I have a terrible habit of reading the news on my phone. It usually gets me really angry or deeply saddens me. Uh, I, I move on and begin packing a bento box, uh, which is like a cute little lunch box that has like little dividers inside of it. The kids share one and I usually let them split a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, crackers, fresh fruit, dried fruit, nuts, and cheese. Um, and then I of course always have like a snack container for each of them filled with Cheerios because they love their Cheerios. Um, and more often than not, that's enough for an outing snack. And at some point, either before, during, or after breakfast, I'll run to the basement to throw in a load of laundry. And laundry is done every single day around here, which keeps things simple. Um, everyone has a pretty small wardrobe, and I find that running a load of clothes every two days keeps it manageable. And I also do diaper laundry every two days. So I'm always alternating between either clothes or diapers. And depending on the day, there might be a bonus load of sheets or towels or whatever. There's like always laundry. Um, but I'm really proud of our routine. I'm actually, like, really, really proud of it. And at some point I'd love to begin making my own laundry detergent, but I, that might have to just be like a 2022 project. So anyway, my husband usually cleans up the high chair or my toddler eats or like whatever he can do just again, depending on his schedule. The kids are both like really messy at this stage. Um, I'll take them upstairs. We'll get ready for the day. And my daughter is really into dressing herself, um, which is her latest phase. So she'll pick out her own clothes and even put them on with minimal assistance. Hello, independence. And this has worked out really well for all involved. I change the baby, grab a change of clothes for both kids and another diaper for the diaper bag. I hand each kid a toothbrush while I tidy up. We wash faces, braid hair, apply sunscreen, and head downstairs. We make a quick stop in the kitchen to fill up four water bottles. Yes, four. Grab the bento box, an extra bottle of milk for the baby. I make myself an iced coffee and a travel mug for me and stuff dry change of clothes and extra diapers in a wet bag. We carry all of that down to the mudroom. I grab the summer activity bag, which has water slash sand toys, just in case there's a sand pit anywhere we go, a clean pool towel for the kids to share, a travel potty while my daughter puts on her shoes. We have a pair of natives, which are those like rubber kids shoes that they can like slip on themselves. And she's been able to do this since she was like two. These shoes are awesome. Um, and they're waterproof, obviously, because like they're made of rubber and they're like made to get like dirty and muddy and they're so easy to clean. Anyway, so while she puts her shoes on, I throw whatever was in the wash into the dryer. I like to use wool dryer balls with lavender essential oil. I buckle the baby into his car seat, open my daughter's door so she can climb in 
on her own into her car seat, which was a tip that one of my friends gave me and it has been very helpful. Um, so she, thank you, Lynn. <laughs> um, so she, my daughter can even fasten the top snap of her seatbelt. So much independent. I load the diaper bag, the wet bag, the summer toys and towel bag, water bottles, travel potty in the car. I fold up the double stroller and haul that into the trunk, walk around to my daughter's side, fasten the bottle buckle of her seat, grab my phone, AirPods, and iced coffee, turn on the car. And woo, are you exhausted just listening to this? Yeah. So these, these are how our mornings out of the house go. On a good day, we pull out of the garage by 8.45, but more often than not, it's usually a little after 9. And the goal is to let my husband work for a few un- un- uninterrupted hours while the kids and I go on our outdoor adventure. And again, we're sticking to outdoor activities, even though it, the heat is still pretty intense. And I am trying to work my way around all the various outdoor play spaces in the St. Louis area. And wow, do I have some excellent options. At some point, I'll compile a list of thoughts, but for now, we're branching outside side of our favorite go-tos and it definitely requires like a little bit of planning, but I have a flexible calendar of playgrounds to hit up every morning for the next month or so. And I'm just really excited about it. So anyway, I plug in the new destination into my phone and we head out. And at some point, maybe I'll be the type of mother who listens to kids' music in the car, but that's just not me. So I boot up a podcast or an audiobook instead. And once we park, the unloading begins. I hop out, unfold the stroller, throw the bags on the bottom of the stroller, unbuckle my daughter, let her hop into the stroller, grab beverages, put them in the caddy, switch my son from car seat to stroller, rebuckle him, placate him with a bottle and Cheerios. And usually there's a trailer to around the playground. So I will do a lap or two with both the kids in the stroller. And they're both pretty mellow kids. And so far, neither has minded starting off their morning this way. I like to stretch my legs and walk anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes and then we'll play. Um, there, and it, it just gives me like a little bit more like me time. I get to like drink my coffee and water. Um, because once we start playing at the playground, it's just like total chaos because they can both like run and walk and it's really hard to mind them both. So anyway, um, there's always a small splash pad and my son will beeline it like it's nobody's business. And now that he's steady on his feet, it's just, it's really hard to watch both kids at a playground. I'm constantly running back and forth to different areas. Um, you know, just to ensure no one gets kidnapped or breaks a bone or dies or drowns or whatever. And like, it just playgrounds are great, but they're also really dangerous. So we play and play and play until it's either too hot to handle or it's approaching lunchtime, whichever comes first, really. Um, I, I, though I really aim for at least 90 minutes, which is like, you know, half of our, of our daily, uh, requirement for the outdoor challenge. And it's really not that hard. Like if we get to a park at nine 30, uh, we were just there and until 11 and then we head home and it just works out really well, right? Um, so as we're wrapping up, I will change kids out of their swimsuits or their their wet clothes if I just didn't pack them swimsuits. We'll change into dry clothes um, and a dry diaper and then load everyone back into the cart. And I try to get home anywhere from like around 1130 or 12 for lunch. Um, I pull into the garage and my husband helps me unload things, including the kids. Uh, Sometimes the baby is passed out and I'll transfer him from the car seat to his crib to allow him to finish his nap. And a lot of times he's still in the phase where like that actually works and he doesn't wake during the transfer. Or if he does, he'll like go right back to sleep which is amazing. Um, or other times he'll wake up once we park in the garage and he'll join us for lunch. 
Um, I throw anything dirty in the hamper, bring up water bottles, milk bottles, the bento box, anything that needs to come upstairs along with clean laundry that's now done. Um, And a quick note, if we decide to stay home because it's just too hot, um, I still want to ensure that my kids get their outdoor time in the morning. Um, And these mornings are so much more simple because there's just obviously way less packing and getting ready and whatever. Um, You know, so I'll set up their water table outside under the deck where there's plenty of shade. Uh, while they're they're doing that, I'll water plants or have my daughter help me pick up dead leaves for the compost bin. Um, my son likes to use the outdoor broom on the driveway, really just whatever. Like as long as we're outside and close to home um, in the shade, I, I really love exploring and checking out these new playgrounds. Uh, but at least once or twice a week, it's just so nice to explore our own backyard, like literally. Um, And for lunch, we rotate between eating dinner leftovers that were bulked up for the sole intention of lunches, or we'll have deli turkey sandwiches with homemade soup and chips or crackers. Um, And once or twice a week, we'll do takeout just because it's, you know, I I can't make all the meals, right? Um, So afterwards, we'll do a thorough kitchen cleanup, especially if the baby eats with us, because again, wow, he is so messy. Um, And I like to do a kitchen sweep after lunch, like just like a kitchen reset, which basically just means that anything that doesn't belong in the kitchen gets removed from the kitchen. And that's usually the time that I will sort and fold laundry. Uh, It's after lunch. And my daughter knows that when she is finished eating, it's quiet time. And a lot of times I don't even have to remind her. She'll just finish. Uh, and then say she's going upstairs for quiet time uh, and just head to her room with like zero meltdowns. I'll set her timer and she'll have one hour at a minimum of quiet time. Uh, Sometimes she'll fall asleep and it'll be longer. Other times it's just the hour. Um, And if she wakes, she does come down. Like if the baby's still sleeping and she didn't fall asleep, she'll just, she'll come in and she'll watch a movie on the iPad. She'll either watch in my husband's office while he's working, or she'll watch in my studio while I work and just do whatever. And I either use this time to work out, tackle my to-do list, or just do actual work or this podcast. (laughs) So when the baby wakes, it's usually around like two o'clock, maybe three, we'll play upstairs for a bit. And that's where we have a pickler triangle, a nugget couch, a ball pit, a bounce house, um, just some like really awesome tools. So we'll, we'll play and read and just do whatever to pass the time. Um, and around four ish, I like to take the kids on an hour long stroller walk again, just clocking in that like extra hour outside. Um, It's usually still pretty hot, but at least it's not like high noon hot. And more times than not, my husband will join us. And I love our afternoon neighborhood walks. I grab snacks for the kids because always snacks, uh, waters, and probably another iced coffee for me, water for the toddler, and milk for the baby. Um, And when we get home, everyone is like extremely sweaty. So I will usually just hop in the shower while my husband plays with the kids. Um, it's a little weird to shower in the afternoon, but, um, St. Louis I've learned is, is a definitely a two shower kind of town in the summer. So I'm just going to embrace it. So anyway, after my shower, uh, that's when I'll get started on dinner. And I mentioned, I keep it pretty simple and our average meal takes around 45 minutes from start through cleanup. So I will start a batch of soup or cut up fruit or roast extra veggies. I'll boil another batch of grains, like just a little something extra. Like maybe it's a batch of homemade guac or hummus or like really just whatever, um, 
And I find that if I meal prep a tiny bit every day for a few days um, in a row or every other day, it just makes the week run really smoothly. In either way, I take the full 60 minutes of recharging me time. Um, my husband is with the kids. I'm usually uninterrupted. It's very nice. I plug in my AirPods, usually have a glass of beer or wine, and I get to do what I love the most. And yeah, my family gets to eat like good homemade food. So yeah, life is good. So anyway, we have dinner usually around six o'clock, give or take 20 minutes or so. Again, thorough cleanup. And this time the floors get swept and mopped. The counters, sink, and stove get a thorough wipe down and scrub. Post-dinner kitchen and dining room cleanup is primarily my husband's job. So I will take both kids upstairs to wind down. We clean up and tidy the landing, which is large enough to serve as the upstairs kids' playroom. We tidy each kid's room, grab a uh, pajamas, an overnight diaper, and head into my daughter's bathroom for the bath. I bathe them both together in a bubble bath. And when my husband is finished with the kitchen and the dining room, he'll come upstairs and finish tidying whatever we didn't get around to. Um, my daughter likes to pick out her own pajamas and put them on herself while we dress the baby for bed. We usually read a few family stories together or let the kids run around my daughter's room and play. My husband then takes the baby into his room across the landing, reads to him, and puts him to bed. During that time, I will get to clock in some uninterrupted mommy uh, and Naomi time, which is something that I was told you should do. Like as soon as you have like a second baby, you as the mother need to clock in like uninterrupted alone time with the older child. And I will admit I have been terrible with this, especially like while I was nursing our son for the first like 10 months of his life, like I was the one putting him to bed and there was just, I don't know, I, I just didn't carve the time or make it. So I, you know, I recognize that and I'm making it now. Uh, so while my husband is putting our son to bed, that's when I get to clock in my like solo uninterrupted, like minimum of 15 minutes with her. And it's really nice. So anyway, um, when my husband's done, he'll come in and we'll tag out I'll head downstairs and I'll head to the laundry room. I'll call the cats in from outside because a new St. Louis thing, uh, our cats are now outdoor, indoor cats, which is so weird. But anyway, I will call them in with the promise of greenies, which is basically like cat crack uh, dental treats. I'll close the garage for the night, lock lock the doors, um, and then spend maybe five minutes doing what needs to get done with the cloth diapers for the day. Um, if you're curious, I can definitely go into more detail in another episode. Um, yes, cloth diapering is a bit more work, but really not as much as you think. And the reward is like so great. I love cloth diapering and I really like really should devote a whole episode to it. So anyway, so I head upstairs and wind down. Um, I, I aim to be in bed with a book no later than 10 PM on nights that I'm not at work. Um, but a lot of times that's just a joke because you know, the kids are pretty much like in bed by like eight, eight 30. And then I'm just exhausted. So anyway, um, that's, that's our daily flow. Um, it is exhausting and a crazy amount of work, but my kids are hilarious and silly and bright and incredible. So yeah, it's, it's worth it. And yeah, so that's just what our summer has, has started to form and, and look like. And a lot of times we'll have friends join us for our activities if they're able to. Um, but a lot of times it's just the three of us, it's me and the two kids. And it's been just so great. I, I love, that my kids love nature and are not afraid of mud and dead leaves. And they like to pick flowers and notice different colors. And 
it's just so rewarding. And again, like the weather is, I, I personally hate the heat. So the summer is just nothing short of miserable for me. But even with that said, like I'm still a huge advocate for three hours outside a day and it's just everything. And if you have kids or even for yourself, I would, I would challenge you to do it. And three hours is a lot. And I understand that if you're working, um, an office job and you just can't make the time, but if you're still lucky enough to be working from home or you have a flexible schedule, I strongly encourage it. It's just so wonderful and magical and like as crazy as the world is. And it is, it is nothing short of crazy right now just sometimes when you're outside just with nothing but nature and trees and sometimes beautiful landscapes or paths or whatever you have at your disposal that's outside there's something just so like recharging and refreshing and you kind of think like hmm maybe things aren't so bad right like it's just a great way to clear your head and just be present and yeah so just i'm a i'm a huge advocate and yeah that's why i wanted to dedicate my uh my kitchen episode today to 1000 hours outside um partly because i just um yeah, I'm just really thrilled about how things are going. I was really nervous about pulling my daughter out of school, um, but it, it has turned out to be just wonderful. And I just felt like I had to share with you guys today. So yeah. And I thought I would wrap up with a, what am I reading segment? And I think I need to retitle this. What have I read recently segment? Just because I always end up talking about books that I recently finished. So anyway, I finished two books recently. Um, I decided to give these two authors another chance. The first was Riley Sager's home before dark. And I, this is my third Riley Sager, or maybe it's my fourth that I'm reading. I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, I think his were like hit or miss. Like I, I liked his first one, didn't like his second, like kind of was okay with his third. So I decided to just give this a shot. And I really liked Home Before Dark. It was um, it was intriguing. Uh, it wasn't too scary. Um, it, it just, it was, it was fine. It was good. I liked the twist um, at the end. There were actually a few small handfuls of twists that I didn't really see coming, which I really enjoyed. I thought it wrapped up nicely. I, I still have a couple of questions that never really got answered for me, but overall I would say it was pretty enjoyable. So yeah, I'm glad I, I I'm glad I gave it a, another chance. Um, and then my next one was The Maiden by Alex McAdalius and he wrote The Silent Patient which I read last year or the year prior which I like really loved and a lot of people were not thrilled with his latest book The Maidens I think there were a lot of two and three stars going around on Goodreads um, and I, I, I wanted to go in with no expectations because a lot of times I, you know, my, one of my recent episodes is all about, um, when a second novel doesn't quite hold up to the first one, uh, from a debut author. Anyway, you know, that definitely this book fell into that camp, but I, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't great. Uh, the twist was quite mild. It was a little boring. It, it was fine. Like there was nothing like terrible or wrong. I, I don't think I would give it like a two star. Um, I don't know. I, I guess 3.5, the, the twist was fine. 
I, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. So yeah, you know, I think my theory still holds up that, uh, you know, sometimes an author just cannot compared to their first book. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, for this week's episode of The Raw and the Cooked, and I'll see you back here next week.